Welcome, you're listening to the Do Video Podcast. Today is Monday, February 1st, 2021, and it's the day to celebrate reading aloud around the world. Now, embrace your host, Zoe Wood, the Video Confidence Coach. Editor Zoe here, taking over the podcast voice over today. 60% of video is actually the quality of your audio. So bring that knowledge into your branding and your personal branding building journey. Audio and voice brings people closer to you and your brand because it gives a deep personal sway to your words and your actions because they can actually hear a voice compared to just text alone. You're listening to the Do Video Podcast. World Read Aloud Day is focusing on children and people who maybe have a difficulty reading to be able to process those words better by actually reading aloud. And for a long time, that's what I did as well, where I have and continue to have a lot of issues with reading words, understanding what they mean, and comprehending this thing called English, which I stress is not a comprehensive or understandable language in any form to people who are taking this as a second, third, fourth, or fifth language. I bow down to you and give you all my good luck and praise to learning this language, I digress. Reading aloud, scientifically, actually helps you digest the information, because it's going through your eyes, into your head into your brain churning through, and coming back out through your mouth as a way of understanding the text, and the information and the ideas that text better. But as we grow older, it's not seen as normal for you to read aloud to yourself. And one thing I'm going to ask you, that when you want to write and perform a script, that you read it out loud multiple times beforehand. If you want to be able to do justice, you have to be able to read the scripts out loud before you actually do them on camera. Just to note there, but I found myself as I got older, that even though I was heavily shunned and bullied throughout schooling, for not being able to read properly or understand properly with my dyslexia and having to read out loud in the corner just to understand the basic functions or instructions of whatever we were reading at the time, I would have loved to be able to be born a little bit later, to be able to have these tools of both AI and text-to-speech that are able to turn these gob gook on a page onto text-to-speech that is being literally read out in front of you by a computer and say for example, like myself editor Zoe, where right now, Zoe is speaking into a microphone on her studio setup into an app called Otter AI, which transcribes everything that she's saying, because right now her voice doesn't sound very good, and is quite hoarse and wouldn't be very nice to listen to, and then she puts it into a program called Descript, where she is able to speak clearly and plainly using my editor's only voice. But because I am AI, it makes things a lot clearer and easier to understand. I might not be able to get every single word pronounced correctly, but I am a lot clearer in the way I speak. And to be able to have something like this, when you're learning to speak a language when you're learning to understand what words mean, and to be able to understand what this scribblings on a piece of paper translates into an actual language is beautiful. And I wish that was something that I could have had when I was growing up. But moving on from that being able to read aloud, I use a lot of apps in my day-to-day work, in my learning when doing anything. I use the following apps to be able to turn text into speech to understand what's going on. So, for desktop on my web browsers, I use an app called Natural Reader, which enables me to have whatever voice I select on screen in text form, be able to recite it back at me, and on my devices, I am an Android user. I use the inbuilt select to speak function, which enables me to click a button in the bottom half of my screen that allows me to select the words that I want to read in an area or particular area of the screen and it will read it back out to me. In plain English, 
and for those events where that doesn't work like when working in PDFs or when stuff can be a little bit too cumbersome to all fit on one mobile phone screen for example I use an app called Speech Central, which enables me to just, again, have everything read out to me and I'm able to make notes as I go along. So if you've ever experienced that feeling of being able to have things read out to you makes you comprehend and understand the literature or the text in front of you a lot easier, you may be in the same boat as me. So I recommend using these type of apps to be able to achieve that. But going on to my main point for today, and it may be a bit interesting for the video confidence coach to be discussing audio only apps. But as I mentioned at the intro to this podcast, this video is about 60% audio what you hear is more usually and fundamentally usually more important than what you see when it comes to video if you've got terrible quality audio in your video most people click off a lot sooner than if you have good quality audio but poor poor visuals people can be okay with that before they eventually click off and that works well in your branding and anything that you're doing that involves audio and either pure audio video format or whatever you end up using that is going to be effective and useful to you and today I want to discuss the rise of voice-based social media and tools that are currently coming out like Clubhouse and like Twitter Spaces, like Capish, like Cappuccino, and say for example I may have just mentioned a whole bunch of apps that you're not even familiar with, but these apps are getting a lot of traction. A lot of people are signing up to them and finding them, you know, hubs of communities where they can build because they're using their voice to bring personality to what they're saying. People are able to make live podcast, radio show type things with total strangers, which is nice to see, and later on in the podcast I will talk about some drawbacks to that. But these apps have been used, over the past couple of years, as well as the text-to-speech and audio text function in Android messages, Facebook, WhatsApp, Telegram and all these types of platforms. And a lot of, for example, my family and friends but a lot of family and friend groups from around the world have been using these apps all these functions within these larger apps to translate what they say and what they mean to give you detail that you wouldn't be able to understand or see if you are just in a Zoom call with 15 of your best friends, or when just having all these people talking, and you're not being heard. Being able to have a program, or an app like Cappuccino for example, where you essentially just get a downloaded collection of miniature personalized podcasts of people's personal lives, and that is what people are consuming, and that's what people want. When it comes to family and friends, and I'm not saying that that's not going to happen for you and your brand, and as we progress further, people who enjoy listening to audio over other types of content like myself. As soon as my partner introduced me to a podcast app, and I end up listening to podcasts, at least a binge quite heavily for a while for about, like, you know, 20 hours a day or something ridiculous, and now I've gotten a little bit more manageable in my podcast intake because I'm a little bit more discerning now in what I actually listen to. But that's something that the community of people who use voice to listen and understand the news updates in the industry's context is growing and will continue to grow. So it's something that you should keep an eye out for and maybe even put into your own strategy as you build your personal brand. Sponsored Spot. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, May I recommend giving us a review on Apple Podcasts? Yes, you could give us a review on Podchaser or your podcast catcher of choice. But Apple Podcasts does seem to be what Google and all those lovely ones recommend and have a tendency of leaning on more than most. So if you would love to give us a review because you love what we do here, I would love for you to do that. And if not, I will be here. Regardless, I'll be giving you three podcast episodes a week ready to fill your brain with knowledge about video and everything that entails. All right, back to the podcast.
Do Video Podcast. I'm going to be talking about a couple of apps that have been making the headlines recently and I don't want to say that I've made this particular podcast episode because of these apps. I'm just bringing these to your attention because they're very in the news and people just want to discuss them. The reason I wanted to talk about today was World Read Aloud Day because it's important to me and on how I learn and how I use things. But let's focus on one of the bigger apps that has been released over the past six months. It's called Clubhouse, and it's an invite only at the moment that's going to be changing in the future. EOSO Apple-only devices app that enables people. The best way to put this is Vogue has described this app as a dizzying bringing together of a live podcast-style conversations and discussions and networking opportunities. And with that mashup of experiences, it can be hard to put this app into a particular box when it comes to social media networks in general, let alone an audio or video or voice-based one. But particularly with this one is that it is only live audio there are no recordings of the app that is later produced for later people to catch up on you either have to be there or not be there. And there's a lot of focus on people in Silicon Valley or celebrities utilizing the app because it's an invite-only structure at the moment. And for a lot of apps, especially when they're starting out, it makes sense to do invite-only because you're on the go-so amount of a small amount of resources. You've only got the ability to cater to so many people in your server. You know the computer that holds all the information at once. And that makes sense. I can also understand why they went for the already famous people and people who already have community sway because they want to drum up interest in their app when they eventually go public. But they've also come across a lot of issues with that because, you know, they're starting off. And for a lot of apps, when they are first starting out, they usually start off on one platform. They usually just start out on just iPhone, Apple EOS apps, or they just start on just Android. Most of the time, they usually start off with Apple EOS devices. The reason being that those people tend to have a bit more money to spend on an app purchases than Android users, comparatively, but there's also a lot of other reasons behind that, as I've talked to my friends who build apps. But the reason this focus on live, you have to be there or you miss it, type content, especially when it comes to voice only is this current trend about stories. So, on any social media platform, at the moment that you can, you know, stick your hand up and you'll catch one, is where at the moment there's this trend with stories which is where you have vertical 15 second to 30 second videos where it only lasts for 24 hours. When it comes to that content, and I believe that these to be there, or be square type of content funnels are definitely running parallel. This need or this craving for famous people gurus, or role models, to be able to access them behind the scenes, behind the polish, and unfiltered. This just craving for that type of content has always been the case. Previous to the rise of social media, there was magazines like the Parazzi and Gossip magazines and previous to that, there were gossip parlors and salons where people would gossip about the important people of the day. So it's something that we've inherently had in us as an evolving species for a while now. But this access has now turned everything digital, and people are actively putting content on their stories, actively getting onto these voice-based platforms, to be able to speak and say what they like. And then once that's done, there's of course there will be recordings in the background of it because, you know, this is a large enterprise we're talking about here. But when it comes to public accessing of those things, that's a trend I will see rising consistently over the next couple of years where people want to see the behind the scenes, the raw side of a role model, a famous person, a guru, a person who ever want they want to focus on. That's the type of thing that they will crave and that will want and they and these tools within these larger social media platforms if they want to stay relevant they are going to use them. Which is why it's something that you should consider as well. 
If you find yourself stumbling and wondering when it comes to speaking because video makes you nervous, now as the video confidence coach, it's my duty to make sure that you understand that, you know, it's a skill that needs to take on over time. And just dropping the video element doesn't automatically make things easier for you, sometimes it can actually make things harder for you in the end. But being able to play around with your skills and being able to play around with your strengths when it comes to building a brand because there's plenty of people that I know but I can't name of any right now where they use these type of voice-based platforms to get ahead. There's one that I can think of right now, but I don't believe I leave relevant to business, but one is Corpse Husband, who is a YouTuber who is a streamer who plays games but has a very distinctly low voice, but also does music and podcasts and like all these type of things that make it a lot of fun to consume content from him. Because of that, novelty factor, as well as you know, the end consuming of his brand behind the scenes. And he's been able to build an empire just by the power of his voice. No one needs to see him. And if that's something that you think you can do that you've got the knowledge and the skills to be able to do that without even touching video, go ahead. I would totally recommend it. And the skills that I teach you on Video Confidence Coach can definitely and will definitely apply. But I want to stress to you that if that's the way that you want to go, you need to have something genuinely novel, interesting, or insightful to say. Moving on to larger companies that are using this opportunity now. I've already talked about programs and apps like WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, these platforms that are using their DDM or small messaging systems to utilize voice-based communication. But Twitter Spaces has now been created to fill the timeline with audio snippets or bites from Twitter's users, which some people have been cherishing saying that this is a good change. Some people not so much because they are purely visual and text-based medium because that's how they prefer Twitter, which is fine, but I do like how Twitter Spaces has been even in their beta. So this is their program before they recently released it out to the public that they've been using speech-to-text functions that turn what you're saying into words. It's not perfect. And sometimes things can go very, very wrong. But places like this being able to use that one to make sure that people of all accessibility can actually understand what they're saying consume that content, but also just make it useful for people that don't want to hear your voice or are in a position to that they can still understand what you're saying because the computer already puts everything into words for you. It's magic I love. And of course there are more examples that I could talk about the size clubhouse intuitive spaces like a piece like cappuccino. But for now I think I'll just leave it with those two examples, for now. You're listening to The Do Video Podcast. And the last thing that I want to leave with you today is talking about some of the problems that these platforms have. So like any social media platform or any network, you're going to have problems because you are dealing with humans. You are not dealing with machines, you are dealing with humans that have a lot of thoughts and feelings. And as I'm about to discuss some of them can be quite extreme. With these voice-based networks, it's hard to moderate, being the term when it comes to making sure people aren't doing bad things that there's no bullying, that there's no anti-Semitism, that there's no inherent sexism, or anything that is against the community guidelines of which the app is built upon. But say for example Clubhouse has not been very good at the moment on dealing with those hopefully before they release it to the public to join that they actually get their stuff together. And they definitely fix that up quick smart. Because, yes, the AI and the computers can definitely turn voice into text, it's not perfect. And it won't be perfect for a while yet. Because there's things like accents and stuff. When it comes to human beings, and there's definitely too much content being put out there for humans to be able to moderate, 
let alone the actual money that it takes to pay people to actually do the moderation in the first place, it makes it quite difficult for these places to clamp down on racism, bullying, abuse, extremists. And there's been a lot of stories so far of people just dropping the platform altogether because of that systemic abuse that has been, you know, essentially pushed on the platform. And even though these clubhouse Twitter spaces and many other spaces have taken action, Recently, it doesn't seem like it has been enough, and I don't know if that is going to change. Because if these platforms, especially voice-based ones, want to continue to grow, they need to be able to give minority people an opportunity to speak. That's the point of voice of apps, is to speak. And my other issue being the exclusivity issue. When it comes to a platform, controlling who has the opportunity to speak or who has the opportunity to be heard when they do speak, not just because of Clubhouse and where they're coming from, because they're, you know, starting off, and they've only brought famous people on to speak. But when it comes to the other platforms, like Twitter spaces or the situation, an algorithm, no matter what is still coming into play, and these algorithms, of course want more people to spend more time on the platform which means more ads. And if you want to be heard and you are against the status quo, or you are not a currently famous person, and the algorithm isn't going to push you, unless you do or say something that is inherently against the status quo, be that positive or negative, most of the time, negative, which is my concern for these platforms. So at the moment, I can't exactly give you something positive to say or anything like that, mainly because I can't really have anything right now that is wholly positive. I don't have any answers for you, but it'll be an interesting space to see and see what changes they make. Before we end the podcast, I would like to acknowledge and pay respects to the Wadarung people of the Kulin Nation the traditional custodians and owners of the land on which I produce this podcast. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I stand with the traditional custodians of these lands in working towards a more equal future. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people continue to face discrimination and disadvantage due to our country's colonial past. I stand with them in their fight against injustice. The Do Video Podcast and Video Confidence Coach exist purely for educational purposes and all information provided is of a general nature and should not be solely relied upon to make a branding decision. That's why you get me to consult with you directly. Wink, wink. My email is pod at vcc.training if you're interested. I ask if you like the show to subscribe and give me five shining stars on your review on your podcaster of choice. And join the Video Confidence crew by following me on my socials. Links in the show notes below. TLDW. Too long, didn't watch. Audio-based content approach work for your strategy. It may help by jumping on the trend and seeing what popular apps and what they can do for you and see where you can go with it. If you find words hard to read and comprehend, I recommend trying a text-to-speech app and see how well they can help you in the future. And voice-based social media is nothing new but the major platforms are definitely taking an interest in it, and I'm interested to see where that opportunity brings. What's next? Thank you again for enjoying today's podcast. I know today was a little different because it is just me being editor Zoe for this podcast episode, so it's interesting listening to this voice that's not entirely human but it's AI, but it's interesting nonetheless. So I thank you for that while my voice gets better, and the next video I'd love you to check out is our January news update for 2021, where we talk about a few updates on the news it'll be pertinent to you if you're building a brand with video, and even if you're not, I think it's still worth a check. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. 
Like I said, check me out on Apple Podcasts and give me a review if you've been so inclined. And if not, feel free to reach out to me on any of my social medias and just drop me a line and we'll reach out and have a chat. All right, kiss, bye.